filled with teaching, truths and issues that matter. Bernie Diamond's A Different Perspective, part of Night Vision each weeknight. Details at vision.org.au. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Joining me on the line right now is Peter Schmidhauser, who is the chaplain at Northside Christian College in Brisbane. How you doing, mate? Oh, good, thanks, Matt. How are you? Very good. It's great to connect with you. And uh, I had the privilege of sharing at the teacher's devotions at your school the other day and got to uh, connect with you and find out a bit of your role and uh, what you do in the school. Uh, for those who don't know what a, a chaplain does in a, in a Christian school these days, tell us what your role entails. Oh, I'm, I'm probably a little bit different to some chaplains. Um, I'm probably more a college pastor, but I'm also a part-time teacher. So I teach PE and Christian studies and chaplains. So I sort of say I've got the best of both worlds in my job. I just <laughs> love it. So I get to run chapels, run Christian foundations, work with young people, um, with music teams, with a lot of help from a guy called Maitland Drew and from middle school teachers. Um, we get to get music teams together. We get kids sharing in chapel, leading in chapel. We get guest speakers in. Um, we do the Christian Studies program. We we um, also do a bit of social work around the um, area. Not a huge amount, but a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just get to hang out with kids um, at sport too, so I really enjoy that. And tell us a bit about the subjects that you teach in Christian Studies. What are the kids learning these days? Well, um, like it's it's pretty diverse. In, uh, in grade eight, we're doing um, just an overview of the Bible. So mm-hmm. we've done a big overview of the Bible for the semester. In year nine, we looked at the Gospel of John and also some topical issues, um, teen issues that they're, that they're currently um, undergoing, things that are going on in their lives. Year 10, they've just uh, looked at the Old Testament and done a PowerPoint, created the PowerPoint of the Old Testament. And they're going to look at some relationships um, books next term about um, what it means to be a, a male and female in relationships. Grade 11, we look at Daniel, book dating Delilah. We look at um, we look at salvation. And in grade 12, we do a lot of really topical stuff. So we, we look at what are the current issues um, that are facing young people as they go into the world, and we talk about them and discuss them and, and focus a lot on identity too to, to help them um, sort out who they are in God. Sounds great. Sounds like you're really not just teaching them memory verses, you know, but you're actually teaching them how to apply them to their lives, hey? Yeah, that's that's the challenge, trying to get, get that connection with the outside world and um, with their lives and to really, you know, to, to get beyond just, you know, mere knowledge but really uh, a lifestyle and a, and a relationship with God. We, we think that's so important. Mm. Now, I attended a Christian school for a couple of years when I was a, a teenager and then I ended up being a youth worker at a Christian school for a year as well and got to see both sides of the fence, you know, from the student's point of view and from the teacher's point of view in the staff room. That was a whole other world to me. Uh, but I remember uh, when I was a youth worker in a, in a Christian school for a while, seeing some of the kids that were so on fire for God, and it really impacted their peer mates. Um, and, uh, you know, it really it really can change uh, the uh, the whole nature of a of a classroom when there's a, a few on fire kids. What's the spiritual temperature like uh, where you're at? Oh, look, it, it, it's really good. Northside's a really unique Christian school. Um, we uh, we take um, kids from Christian families, so um, the kids have got a church background, and um, so 
it's just a it's a dream place to work mm. <laughs> in all honesty yep. the kids um have a really good christian background and we we take kids from over 100 different churches and there's so many kids out there who just want to just be involved with god like serving in chapel playing instruments sharing um going out visiting old people um we've got mission trips to uganda and hong kong um yeah there's so many different things happening and the so, the kids are just so keen to participate so yeah culture is so important we work on that um, we have a big emphasis on, on culture and raising up leaders and, and kids actively using their faith and participating at school. So, yeah, that culture is so important and we guard it. We try and develop it with the kids from a young age all the way up. And that just comes from the commitment of the teachers and their spiritual relationship with God that just flows out into the classroom so yeah that's so so important and Peter there's been an amazing move of God happening in the young people in your school you guys not only have a, uh, a focus on you know preaching the word and but you're also very much about worship and a lot of the kids they're really just hanging around to worship God it's it's a real move of God amongst the young people isn't it oh it is um we, we, um, we, we've sort of had uh, what's, what happened in chapel, and I say by accident, um, we, um, we have a chapel that goes into, into lunchtime, more so in the senior school, 10 to 12. And the young people, um, what, what initially happened was we'd release kids at, at lunchtime and say, you can go, and then we'd just have the band play some worship music as they leave. And then uh, a lot of the kids just stayed behind. So we've just got this culture now where kids will worship into lunchtime, um, and want to stay there, and quite a large group will stay there and worship God, and just are so hungry for God, and we've got kids leading the worship, so we just sort of stand up the back and um, let them do it all, so it's really good. It's like, who needs lunch, you know? Men shouldn't live on bread alone, but every word that comes out of the mouth of God, I love it, that's awesome. And uh, what, tell us about these mission trips, so uh, what do you guys do in Uganda? Um, well, a guy called Peter McClanigan takes them um, out to Uganda, and they, they work with a lot of orphans, um, but they do a little bit of sightseeing, but they do work with a lot of orphans and they'll go out there and, and help them. They'll go to orphanages and play with the kids. And um, they'll, they'll also take gifts over. They'll take clothing and money over and, and bless the kids. They, they actually um, went to one village and they had some soccer jerseys. They'd taken them with them. And um, this village they arrived at didn't have soccer jerseys. And I think they'd prayed that God would somehow provide soccer jerseys for them. And the, the, the team arrived. Um, spoke to them, had fun with them, played a bit of soccer, and then um, had some soccer jerseys for them. So, yeah, that, that was, uh, that's really wonderful. And it really impacts the kids um, having to save and, and plan and go over there and, and share their faith and mix with people from other cultures. So it's, it's just a wonderful experience. And what about Hong Kong? What do you guys do there? Oh, they, um, I think they, they base themselves in Hong Kong and then they just um, go in to do a little bit of China stuff. So they, they, they actually go to a missions... Um, a missions, uh, how could I say it, a missions organisation, and they, they get to do a sort of a reenactment of what it's like to be on the mission field. And then they, they go into China and they um, get to, to share at a few different places and, and ride bikes and, and um, give Bibles out to people. Right. So it's, um, it's really, really, really wonderful. One of, the, one of the girls who could speak Chinese in grade 12, I think a year or so ago, she, she acted as the interpreter and saw people get you know, get saved and led to the Lord on trains and things like that. So it was really, really wonderful. Fantastic. So good to see young people getting out and, 
you know, connecting with people all over the world. And the other thing that I love uh, at the school recently is uh, they do great musicals, and I saw Godspell and was just gobsmacked. Uh, it was uh, such a great ministry-focused musical, uh, and, uh, you know, the kids are just so talented, aren't they? Oh, they're amazing. They, um, every year, and I mean, there's so many kids come through. We have a musical every two years, and there's so much talent in the school, and that's a credit to... Um, to the teachers and oh no it's an amazing musical and the effort that goes into it the amount of te- teachers and, and people helping behind the scenes it's um it's always bigger than ben Hur our musicals <laughs> and uh the, the spiritual content was really focused and the, and the kids who are involved were involved in in little bible study groups and prayer groups and we're focusing on a lot of the scriptures from godspell and it was really really impacting um i was told so yeah it's, it's such a blessing uh, the musical and um yeah, we've enjoyed it so much here. You know, I often drop my kids off and pick them up at the school, and I was dropping the kids off the other day, and my little girl yells out to me, Look, Daddy, there's Jesus. I'm like, What? And it was the guy that played Jesus in, in Godspell. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, that's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it really is um, heavily based on the Gospel of Matthew, isn't it, Godspell? Yeah, yeah. And um, we what we actually did was um, we one of the teachers, Mr. Ting, he... He found all the key scriptures from Godspell, and we um, we shared the, a lot of those scriptures in in our chapel term one in our middle and senior school. But also we had them for our Friday devotions. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the parable of the sower, and we got a lot of different ministers, as as you were, who came in and shared really brilliantly to the staff, and they're really blessed. So it's really the whole Godspell um, thing became a massive part of our school culture mm. over this semester. Fantastic. Now let's find out a bit of uh, your story. Where were you born and raised? Uh, Kingaroy um, in the South Burnett. Um, wonderful country town. Um, a guy called Rob Burgess who grew up with me there. We call it God's country. But uh, yeah, lots of red soil. Um, very cold in winter. Uh, you get your, your zero degrees frost. <laughs> so it's a pretty cold place. And what about your faith journey? Did you come to know the Lord at a young age? Or? Well, I grew up in church. Um, I um, went to church all my life, served as an altar boy, um, went to a Christian school, and really only came to faith probably uh, in grade 12. I just started reading the Bible and was really challenged by scriptures. And um, yeah, it was just a, a very slow journey. A guy, guy um, who witnessed to me, he, uh, he shared the gospel at, at, at the gym every afternoon and really challenged me to read the Bible more. And um, he said it was like banging his head up against a brick wall trying to share with me, and um, it just kept persisting. And um, it finally, finally, towards the end of grade 12, I, I uh, put my faith in Christ. You decided to build your spiritual muscles, not just your physical muscles, hey? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, Peter, tell us a bit about uh, your career. What kind of other work have you done over the years since leaving school? When I left school, I got into engineering, but uh, it just wasn't for me. So I went back to Kingaroy and worked... Um, in the peanut silos, which was which was pretty tough um, work there. And then I um, worked for National Australia Bank for about six months. And then I uh, left the bank and went to Teachers College for three years. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. And, and you, you were sharing with me recently that uh, your son has a pretty severe disability, which is, uh, you know, a really big part of your life. T- tell us about your, your boy. Uh, Joel's our third child. He's 16 years old. Um, he uh, he uh, was um, 
he, he was uh, diagnosed with autism when he was very young, and um, since, you know, since then we've um, we've found that he's got a condition called Phelan McDermott syndrome, um, which is a deletion in his twenty third chromosome. So he's he's nonverbal. Um, He's he's like Steve Irwin on steroids. He's he's very very active. Um, he needs someone with him 24 hours a day, um, like safety issues. He he used to swallow a lot of things. We've been to Lady Sonito and had so many things removed from his esophagus. Um, we've got a big box box there of co- a big collection of all the items that have been removed. Um, he, he he goes to Mitchie St- Special School and loves it. Um, he, he's um, recently we had some very serious issues with. Um, with his regression and his disability, so he's um, he's having a few silent seizures in his head at the moment. We don't really know what's causing that, but also his um, his tummy was rejecting all his food last year, and he was losing a lot of weight. And so they've had to put a, a feeding peg into his tummy. So he has about I don't know, it's about four to five hours of feed um, a, a day that we have to to put in there. So, so it's yeah, a it's a it's a big thing um, when your child has a severe disability. Uh, you know, you and I chatted the other day. You know, my son has a mild disability with cerebral palsy, and you know, there's just all the extra appointments and the extra equipment and the extra things that you got to deal with at school. And you know, um, but that's just you know, Josh, you just got a mild disability. But your boy, uh, it takes up a lot of time. How does it impact your faith? Uh, having to constantly juggle. Uh, your son's, you know, all the appointments and all the, you know, all the complications that are going on. How, how does it affect you and your faith, mate? Oh well, um, it it um, well, it's in, it's interesting because you get to the point where you don't really know what the future holds because you know um, it's only a fairly new condition that's been being diagnosed, and um, there's only a very small amount of kids in the world who have have this condition. Um, and it just it just impacts you everywhere, like physically, spiritually, emotionally, and um, it, it does develop your character. You you get pushed to extremes, to to the the edge of your character. Mm. <laughs> and you think you definitely think, well, I can't take any more, and then you get pushed <laughs> to the next yeah. um, part. So it really, um, you know, I I just find, you know, I I only find I, I really keep saying by by prayer and, and reading the word and um, um, you know I, I don't I, I read a lot of books about suffering and you know I could give you a good theology about it but it it just comes down to just day by day living and putting your faith in Christ and and knowing he's there and um, I don't know it, it's you know there's no easy answers to it it's just it's just you know you know that song day by day from from God's spell that's literally what it's like so, you know, and, you know, you, you you have the question why. I mean, Joel Joel woke up, he was off the planet the other night and um, running around like a madman. He was doing that for about 11 days and um, we put him to bed and he wouldn't go to sleep and we finally got him to sleep and then he woke up and jumped out of his bed about 1 o'clock the other night and I didn't think I'd get him back to bed. And you just question God, why is this happening? Haven't we? Had, we've had 16 years of this. Can we just please have some peace? But... You just have to soldier on, and um, yeah, it's just a, it is a challenge, um, and there's no easy answers. You just have to um, count, count the blessings of God, which are many, but just um, know that uh, God is God is working in this whole situation. Um, we don't necessarily understand it, 
but um, we just hang on to him. And, you know, I don't know how people survive situations like that without God because, oh. I mean, you know, you've got, you've got God's Word, you've got God's church, you know, his people around you, you've got hope inside of you in the midst of those trials. I don't know how people survive without him. No, I, I, I don't know how they do it. Um, like, I can, you can wake up so sad in some mornings with everything and you just have to go to God in prayer and just, just pray to him and wait on him and um, he can lift, really lift you up in those circumstances. And I don't know how they do it. I, I said to the grade 12s the other day too, I said, if you're a non-Christian and an atheist and looking at identity, I, I don't know where you would go with that. How do you... And, and this is why young people have so many problems in the world, their identity. They, God says you're made in the image of God. And um, if, you, if, if you're an atheist and don't believe that, where do you get your identity from? Mm. So, yeah, I, I just don't know how people would survive. I, I wouldn't survive because um, God, God is there. He is, absolutely. Well, Peter, thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. And it uh, sounds like you've got a great ministry going there at the school. And uh, thanks for uh, sharing your story with us today, mate. God bless. Oh, thank you. Thanks, Matt, for the opportunity and uh, all the blessing on, on your ministry and your impact to people um, through your program and through your church. Thanks, mate. God bless. Okay, thank you. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.